Join Ian Garlic as we uncover the hidden marketing story. All right, welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics: cannabis and marketing. Uh, <laughs> and I've got Dan Sorard from the Cannabis Creative Group. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity, and uh, looking forward to jumping into some of the details here about what you can and can't say around cannabis. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a very hot topic. It's a fast-growing industry. But before we get started, don't forget this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. Whatever type of business you're looking to grow, your customer stories, your client stories is one of the best ways to help grow it. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to learn 52 ways to grow your business using Video Case Stories. Um, so, Dan, Cannabis Creative Group, we're going to talk today about what you can and can't do on social media, how to really have a great social media campaign and, and how you're really optimizing it like SEO um, and how you're using hashtags. But before we get started, um, you know, cannabis is a, is a tough subject. Why did you all decide to get into marketing cannabis? Yeah, great question. And uh, so we started with a couple of cannabis clients under our, our parent company, Champ Internet. And, you know, that was just kind of through networking and referrals. And that time it was end of 2017 going into 2018 when recreational cannabis was going legal in Massachusetts. We thought that this was a great opportunity um, for us as a business where we can really define a, a niche audience and you know those cannabis business owners, whether it be CBD or dispensaries, knowing that there was some nuances in the market, right? Um, it's a new fast growing industry. Uh, there is very, you know, or I should say there's a lot of restrictions on what you can and can't say. And if we can be the leaders on that and know, you know, how to optimize campaigns based on those restrictions, we saw that as a great opportunity for us. Nice. And, um, you know, what was your for first for foray into the cannabis industry as far as marketing? Tell me about those first campaigns. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were uh, initially working with two clients uh, in the Northeast, one a uh, dispensary up in Maine, uh, in, in Elliott, Maine, and then in a CBD extraction facility and white label facility in uh, Southbridge, Massachusetts. So looking at you know those two different businesses, right? We have the CBD and kind of a B2B play, and then we have dispensary uh, with you know end consumers that are are working there, so two very different businesses, but similarities. And you know what we started working with with both those companies really their digital presence. So with a dispensary, built a phenomenal website where it was you know first in time where you could actually place an online order, and we built kind of a, a custom dashboard there. Um, where you can order online, which now, you know, there's there's huge companies like Dutchie and iHeartJane who have that system in place. Um, and then for the extraction company, really, they had a, a initial website built out, but we optimized that through SEO and then paid advertising campaigns. So really focused on lead generation for that business that was really successful. And how did you do, you know, it's so tricky to do, especially lead you know paid ads for in the industry how did you overcome those regulatory issues yeah yeah i i have to give credit to our search team we have you know in my opinion the the guru of cannabis search on our our staff here and he has figured out ways to work around uh the regulations and google making sure that we're running 
you know, uh, advertising campaigns that are compliant are up and running. We caution on the side of error and we can see the traffic report reports from that. So um, without getting into too many details of our secret sauce, uh, I can say that there's some keywords that uh, are are flagged or will get flagged that you can't use, but there's some workarounds around um, those campaigns. And where, you know, what were some of the early on failures and how did you overcome them? Because, I mean, that's, it, obviously it's, it, like, I mean, SEO enough is bad enough as it is. Like, waking up every morning going, is, you know, is Google going to wipe me off the face of the planet in any industry? Yeah. But in this one, it's it's even more so. Um, you know, where where, where where are your initial uh, obstacles in growing yeah. this? That, that's a great question. And, and what I would say, especially for the cannabis industry, it, it's state by state. So figuring mm-hmm. out, you know, what the business model is and, and what the regulations are state by state. You know, is it medical? Is it adult use? Does everything have to run through a legal team? Um, you know, what is the language that we're using? I would say from an SEO perspective, the benefit of that, it's organic, right? So we can mm-hmm. say all kinds of stuff. You know, adult use products can can be ranked for SEO because people are searching for that. Whereas campaigns, you know, advertising campaigns, uh, it, it's very tricky, you know, to figure out, you know, what keywords are flagged because there's not a, a page on Google that says what, what words are going to be flagged, right? I mean, that's why Google isn't necessarily... Um, saying that because they don't want people to know what words you can and can't use. So a little bit of trial and error there on, you know, is, is cannabis going to get flagged? Is hemp going to get flagged? Is CBD going to get flagged? And working through those uh, different keywords. And wh- when, what was your biggest initial win? I mean, you don't have to tell me wh- how you did it as much as, you know, when did you go, yeah, we like you said, the secret sauce. When did you go, you know what, the secret sauce is starting to work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and in my opinion, you know, this is, one that was our first advertising campaign that was with a, a local business to us in Massachusetts downtown for a medical marijuana facility. And we were able to get the ads up and running for, uh, well, we worked with them for over two years until they're really like, hey, look, we, we really captured this this market. We're, we're good here. Thank you for your help. Um, where we were able to attribute over a million dollars of revenue through our ad campaigns. So um, in that short amount of time, you know, capturing that geo-targeted audience, running successful campaigns, and then backing that into a revenue amount was an amazing win for us. That's phenomenal. That's that's amazing. And um, you know, as you as the industry has changed, what are the trends you're seeing coming into now, 2022? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And. Um, you know, what I would say is, is we look at state by state and, you know, on a federal level, you know, what is on a federal level, what's state by state. And, you know, overall, what I would say for the cannabis industry as a whole, I think that brands are going to be dominant here uh, moving forward. And it makes sense, right? If, if I can create mm-hmm. a cannabis brand and I have the supply, I'd rather sell into, you know, 50, 100 dispensaries who are selling my product than have one dispensary selling my products itself themselves. So, I think a big piece here is one, uh, the new brands that are emerging, two, the acquisitions that are taking place for big companies to acquire these brands or acquiring these licenses for brands, and then three, these brands going into different states. So you might have a California originated brand launching in Massachusetts, launching in Oklahoma, launching in Florida, wherever it might be. 
I think that's going to be the trend that we're seeing. And, uh, you know, when you say big brands, how, what's the key to building one of those brands? Yeah. Uh, brand equity is really important. And I think, you know, you have to think about your brand messaging first and not saying, you know, we're a product for everybody, right? I mean, that general uh, type of, you know, cannabis is for everybody, I haven't seen successful. And the most successful brands, whether it be THC or dispensary, are figuring out their, you know, primary audience, targeting them with a specific message, and then expanding upon that. So I would say, you know, if you're launching a specific brand or a brand, really dial in, you know, who your product speaks to and how you want to speak to them. And then, you know, use that and, and see if it works. And if it works, capitalize on that and really target that audience. And then maybe launch a new product or a new product line that speaks to that different audience. So you're not trying to capture everybody all at the same time. You're you're capturing them in smaller audiences. Yeah. I, I and mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I think cannabis is definitely, I mean, one of those industries, too, where the perception of it's it's not so much a commoditization right as the perception of the the product is changing because it's like a lot of industries they grow really fast and just becomes commoditized but the right. perception is changing how are you monitoring the, that perception and adapting your marketing campaigns to it yeah yeah i mean the biggest piece here is is education and like you said the, the stigma around cannabis and we see a lot of companies and you know we are a professional organization so the more we can get away from you know the 420 this is and the green this and the can of this can of that and really look at more of a, a cpg model right where it's an attractive brand there's some you know inviting colors it's not necessarily you know bong rips for whoever it might be <laughs> it's you know figuring out that market that might be on the edge of like, hey, you know, I, I smoked a joint back in the 60s or the 80s. You know, I tried it, you know, I was a little paranoid. Um, how do you recapture that market or how do you capture people who might be looking at, you know, an alternative adult use substance where maybe they, they're sick of their hangovers, but still want to catch a buzz on the weekends with their friends? You know, there's cannabis beverages that are an awesome option for there. And, and that content, that messaging, that really, you know, starts with education and, education that you know it can be a safe product it can be an alternative you know it, it, it's a great um opportunity to um destigmatize the industry and when you say education tell me about like what types of education these brands are doing mm -hmm. yeah um there, there's a there's a lot a lot of different ways to kind of you know segment that out and i think from um, first, you know, a brand perspective is, is how to use the product, right? A, a dosing guide, you know, a when to use, a how to use um, this product or consume this product. One of the things that I've seen is brands are segmenting out their products based on like a uh, emotion or a feel or, a, you know, a, in a way that you want to consume the product in a specific way. So if there's, you know, an energy product versus sleep versus, you know, social, that is, you know, you don't think about that as education like you think of like reading an article, but that mm. is educating the consumer in a, a you know, a piecemeal fashion to say, okay, this can help me sleep. This is what I want to look at. And then here's how you educate them by here's how to consume the product. Here's what you should expect. Here are the, you know, findings that we've seen. Nice. And so, um, now you're going out and you're making this education, you're making this content, and obviously we're using social media like we talked about. Uh, 
is social media really that important in building a great cannabis brand? Are people utilizing social media in that way? Yeah, I, I think in my opinion, social media is critical to launching a cannabis brand where there are so many restrictions on how you can promote your product and what channels there are, right? You can't have a cannabis commercial, you know, some radio stations, you know, won't allow for it. You can't do direct mailers in a lot of states. So what are those mediums that you can actually get the messaging out? And I think, you know, especially Instagram is, is one of those that although um, they are, you know, they have some restrictions in terms of the content controls, um, it's a great opportunity to showcase your brand in both an educational piece and, and uh, in a way to show the images uh, and lifestyle of the brand itself. So I would say definitely, you know, Instagram would be my top choice if I were to pick one platform to take a look at in terms of social media. Um, and, you know, TikTok right now is hot. Is that a platform that you all are using as well? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I, I get this from uh, more often. Um, right now, it, it's not something that we're working with. And I think the reason behind that right now is I feel like TikTok has a younger audience right now. And with a lot of the regulations, you know, cannabis is an adult use product. So is it 18 plus? Is it 21 plus? And if you are getting the messaging out and the, especially if you're advertising, you have to advertise to a percentage of that audience. So maybe 85% 21 plus or 85% 20 plus or whatever it might be. And I don't necessarily think that TikTok is there yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what are the keys to creating a social media campaign that is effective, but doesn't get shut down? Sure. Uh, there's, there's a few things here. And, and one that I'd you know definitely recommend is, is quality over quantity. And a couple things, um, what I mean by that is followers. So you're looking at uh, quality followers who will engage with your brand, who are um, a potential customer for you, and also um, looking at your content because they might be purchasing. So with that being said, if you are a cannabis brand in Massachusetts, you're thinking about followers, uh, quality followers that are in Massachusetts that are over you know, 21 and um, they're in your geo-targeted area. Whereas if you're thinking of you know, quantity of followers, if you have 100,000 followers, but they're all bought, you know, bought followers and they're from you know, Europe or, or South America or, or even California or maybe even New Jersey, your brand engagement is not gonna be that high or you're not gonna see those conversions where you would with maybe a thousand followers, but they're, you know, a thousand followers in the town of your brand or dispensary. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you, what are some of the effective ways to be building those followers, even if mm -hmm. at that small level? Yeah. Um, first and foremost is looking at a hashtag strategy. And I think it's following people that are of similar interest to hashtags that you're looking to, to uh, promote your messaging out to. So maybe that's, you know, Massachusetts cannabis community is a hashtag or, you know, cannabis in uh, Salem, uh, whatever it might be. And looking at those hashtags and the people that follow those hashtags or similar accounts that use those hashtags and capturing that audience. So it, it is manual and I will t say it takes time, but it's more uh, lucrative in my opinion than if you're to go out and just follow everybody and anyone that you come across. The other thing that you need to be careful of is Instagram 
especially lately with their new algorithm changes, will flag your account if they see an increase of following very quickly. So if you're following 100 counts a day or 1,000 counts a day, you're very likely to get flagged and shut down. So it's more of a, a maintenance um, that is more manual, but the engagement rates are definitely higher. Interesting. Um, I mean, which makes sense, right? It, it, it's it, it's good because you do the right thing instead of, you know, it's it's the things that work don't scale as yep. well, right? Um, and, you, you know, when you're seeing this and you're looking into 2022 and really where you're going to go and creating like this social media strategy. What are some of the changes that you see happening over the next year that mm -hmm. maybe someone could get ahead of? Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest one is the content that you're posting. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of cannabis companies that I see are sell, 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 buy this, buy our products. This is why here's our price. And that's going to get flagged and shut down actually, because uh, in terms of Instagram's uh, guidelines, you can't use selling language on some of these adult use posts. So that will get you shadow banned. So what type of messaging are we talking about? You know, if you can't use, you know, buy our product, sell this, it's why is your company or your brand different from others? What are you doing in the community? What does your store look like? What are the people that are coming into your store saying for testimonials? What are your bud tenders like? Those messages that are here's who our business is, this is why we're different, this is why you should shop with us, instead of buy our product because it's you know $45 for an eighth. I love it. You know, and I think that's great too, because it's, you know, we see this all the time, it's like people wanna buy from the business, they wanna buy from the people, that, like you said, the bud tenders, they wanna know who's part of that community. Um, how are you all using video to mm -hmm. get this message out? Yeah. Especially now, um, Instagram's giving more of, a, I should say, an engagement rate or a viewer based on videos. So video content is really important. Um, our agency does some video. Um, we usually like to see some of the um, evergreen video from uh, inside the dispensary for maybe it's a bud tender, maybe it's a special, maybe it's a walkthrough. Um, it's great to include as much video as you can, especially on your social media channels because people want to see that. And mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, looking at social media versus your website, your website has a lot of video on it, going to be very slow, your page speed is going to be slow, which affects your SEO. So I would rather house my video on social media channels that I can link to versus have them on your website. So I think video is important. Um, I think people want to see how your products are grown. Um, what processes you have in place from your maybe your extraction facility and what your dispensary looks like and the community that you're working with. Are you going out and cleaning up, you know, the ocean in Salem? You know, I know a dispensary that, that works with a project like that. Or are you going along the highway and picking up trash? You know, those are some things where it resonates with consumers. And they're like, oh, well, that's really cool. I saw that they sponsored a, a, a 5k and you know i'm more, more interested and that's great that they're in the community for you know thanksgiving whatever it might be and that is the messaging that i think is going to really shift the industry and also help educate the people on why you know cannabis isn't this you know big dark cloud right that's coming yep. to the community no pun intended the right big dark cloud. <laughs> I, when you said evergreen too, I was like, "Oh man, yeah, look at that! Two, <laughs> two puns in uh, two puns in a couple sentences." <laughs> that's great. Um, well, I mean, and that's fantastic. You know, it's 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 like when we talk about fundamentals. One of the things that we see all the time too is 
process videos, people want to see how things work. They yeah. want to see how it's made. They want to see, it, you know, and also walking into your store. It's, it, especially for like those, those, uh, um, like you were talking about, those new people to the industry, those new consumers, overcoming what it's going to be like to walk through that store is a huge, huge thing that you can easily do with video. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's funny. When, when I first got my medical card, walk into a dispensary, you know, I'm, I'm 6'2", 200 pounds. I'm, I'm a big guy. I don't get overwhelmed too easily. Um, I walked in. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know where to go in line. I got up to the counter, and I actually just turned away and said, sorry, I don't want anything. I was yeah. so overwhelmed by that. And I think if people can um, – have an opportunity to see what that experience is beforehand, it'll kind of, you know, get them off the ledge a little bit. And actually, you know, going into an adult use store, which, like I said, you know, they don't know if it's, you know, drug deal in a back alley, right? That's what yeah. we've been used to for the last, you know, however, 100 years. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and there's a lot, I think this is a great, great point to make, especially in video content, uh, because we see this a lot in any industry we work with videos. People don't want to feel stupid when they go to their provider. Right. And like you were saying, it's like, you, not only do you get overwhelmed, you just don't want to look stupid when you go up talking. It's like, hey, here's how you go into order, right? Because it is kind of a weird process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not your usual, like, you, you go to the store, pick it up, and go you check it out. There's a different process. And I think so. if you work in the store, you think that everyone knows the process, but they don't. And every store is different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very so, different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it, like you said, it's a great opportunity, and it's easy content to make. That's just not selling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think that's fantastic. That's I mean, that's a great great strategy, and then I mean, plus you get some SEO value out of it. You get a social strategy out of it, and it's something you can just post continuously because people every ninety days, it's they're gonna want to be reminded of how to how to do it. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Awesome. So. Tell me about the companies you work with a little further and, you know, who should give you a call and what it's, and from your process standpoint, how do they work with you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we, we work with a ton of different companies, um, really any company in the cannabis space, whether it be a dispensary that has one location, a multi-state operator with 16 locations, a CBD brand, a CBD extraction company, we work with a staffing firm. So really any company that's looking to get the uh, advantage or upper hand on their competition, working with a cannabis specific marketing agency that really has, you know, the experience of, of five years, over 36 states that we've uh, worked with and, and globally, um, we'd love to work with them. And, and what that looks like and kind of our, you know, capabilities, um, you know, we work with companies to build and develop brands. So mm-hmm. building a logo, build brand messaging, you know, business cards, billboards, packaging design, you name it. We have an amazing creative team. Um, we have a we work with companies to build their websites. So e-commerce websites, dispensary sites, you know, wholesale sites, whatever it might be. And then if you're looking, you know, if you're past that point and you're re- really looking to get traffic to your site and increase those conversions, we help with email marketing, SEO. So that's organic SEO content creation. Uh, social media, and then we do have an amazing advertising team on Google search ads. Love it. Love it. And the best place to go is CannabisCreative.com? You got it. Yeah, absolutely. CannabisCreative.com is our website. We have a ton of portfolio pages on there, building those out with our clients. And um, 
yeah, uh, cannabiscreative.com is the best place to find us. Very cool. And uh, what's where's the best place to follow Dan Serrard? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am on LinkedIn and Instagram. It's D Serrard, D S E R A R D, and uh, always looking to connect with people in the industry. Awesome. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciated talking with you, Ian, and uh, looking forward to to a future conversation. Yeah, and thank you all for taking Dan and I on your journey. If you're going to go market some cannabis, definitely talk to them. If you're going to go buy some cannabis, probably go to one of their clients. Uh, <laughs> this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Awesome. Thank you very much. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. 